Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I would like to present to you the World Champion of the World Podcast. It's your man, Qualified, a.k.a. the Black Ric Flair, a.k.a. the Black American Dream, a.k.a. the most over mid-card talent on the west side of Oahu. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you can hear that, but it is coming down the rain is happening. Last time I recorded, I was recording early uh, because of possible hurricane conditions, and looks like uh, the hurricane conditions are a no-go, but the rain, it is arrived. She has arrived. The rain is here, and we're not talking about Roman yet. Um, I hope everybody's doing okay. Uh, I am coming to you guys uh, straight out of Hawaii, and uh, right now we're about to jump into Raw, Uh, so let's make it happen. This past Monday night on Raw, uh, the show starts off, and we have uh, a mixed reaction for Roman Reigns uh, coming out to the ring loud boos, but there were a lot of cheers in there, too. Uh, Another mixed reaction when he holds up the Universal title. Um, A lot more cheers that time. Uh, There's a recap of the Shield reunion from last week. Uh, Then the uh, graphics team shows us a tweet from Braun, uh, and he was calling Roman Reigns out tonight on Monday Night Raw. So, uh, commentary is hyping that, uh, Roman Reigns defended the belt at house shows, uh, this past weekend. Uh, so they, you know, talking about how that didn't happen while Lesnar was around. So I think that's twofold. One, they are trying to get us to like Roman because, hey, he's defending the belt, he's here, he's not a part-timer, this is what you guys wanted, somebody who's full-time, here you go, Roman Reigns, always here, day in, day out, for the people, Roman Reigns loves you, Uh, um, so that's part of it, but they're still mentioning Lesnar, and that just makes me think, like, something is gonna go down with Lesnar in the future, Uh, Maybe Lesnar and Reigns rematch at Royal Rumble or something like that uh, before we move on to Reigns' next challenger, which would be the winner of the Royal Rumble. Um, Spoiler alert! Uh, There are some rumors going around that they're looking at having The Rock win the Rumble and go against Reigns at WrestleMania. I don't think we need that, but um, I would like... I don't think The Rock needs to win the Royal Rumble or challenge for the belt. Um, But if somehow we could get Reigns versus The Rock, I'd be totally down for it. Um, I just don't want the belt to be involved. Uh, Anyway, um, because that's just rumors. We got to talk about what's happening on Raw. Uh, Anyway, Roman Reigns is in the ring. He waits out all the noise. Uh, He says he told Strowman to meet him at 8 p.m. He says it's at least 8.05. And just like Strowman wanted, he came alone. Uh, He says he's here to defend the title. Uh, He says Braun can come out or he'll do an open challenge. 
uh, Workhouse, or not Workhouse, sorry, shout out to Workhouse, um, if you guys know, then you know, um, but, uh, he said he'll do a workhorse challenge, because the shields are the workhorses of the WWE, of the business, if you ask them, um, you know, so he'll, he'll do a, he'll do a open challenge, uh, to the delight of the Toronto fans out there in the six, uh, Braun Strowman comes down, Braun, he comes down to the ring, um, and, uh, Braun Strowman is like, you know what, I, uh, disagree with you self, uh, with you, uh, calling yourself a workhorse, uh, especially since you had your boys save you, uh, from me when I was, uh, doing that whole cash-in deal last Monday night, uh, so he's talking about the Shield reunion, Roman Reigns says that, uh, Braun Strowman doesn't understand this, uh, because the Shield is a brotherhood of workhorses, uh, so that's totally not scripted, uh, because everybody calls their friends a brotherhood, we're a brotherhood of workhorses, I, I just said that to my boys yesterday, actually, I was just like, yo guys, you know what we are, and they were like, what, what, Quali, and I was like, we, we're a, we're a brotherhood of workhorses, and they were like, word, I was thinking the same shit, anyway, um, uh, Rain says that he doesn't tell uh, the rest of the guys in the shield, what to do, those guys made their own choice, because all of them know what it's like being at the top of the mountain, um, and they look out for each other, so they saw that, uh, Strowman was trying to come through and, uh, be a sniper after, after Reigns just had a tough match, so they were like, nah, bro, it's not gonna go down like that, we got our boys back, so... Uh, basically, more people need friends like The Shield. Uh, anyway, um, Strowman, uh, Roman says that Strowman has not been to the top of the mountain. Uh, so he doesn't, he doesn't know what it's like. Uh, Strowman can only say, get these hands. And then, of course, the crowd starts chanting, get these hands. Uh, but he says that Ro uh, Strowman's hands only grabbed objects, where Roman's hands have grabbed every title available in WWE, which is big facts. Like, he's been a tag team champion, he's been the WWE champion, now he's the Universal Champion, uh, he has been the Intercontinental Champion, and I do believe he was uh, the United States Champion briefly. So Roman's done it all, man. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, oh, and he's uh, won a Royal Rumble. Uh, anyway, uh, he tells Braun, didn't he win a Money in the Bank? No, I don't. Anyway, he almost did, and then uh, Bray Wyatt, uh, Bray Wyatt fucked it up. Uh, anyway, uh, Roman tells Braun to go ahead and cash in, and Braun says that he's not gonna cash in tonight. Um, he says that he knows the shield will be there, uh, so he's gonna cash in at Hell in the Cell where his boys can't help him. Uh, so, Roman says, hey man, now you're finally starting to sound like a monster, and they shake hands. Uh, Dolph and Drew McIntyre come out, and, uh, then they say, uh, Dolph says that Seth 
uh, stole his title. And uh, Seth has been playing catch-up in and out of the ring. He says that him and Drew have proven themselves to Seth and to the world. Uh, Drew speaks and he says that uh, Reigns and Strowman is a different story. Uh, Dolph says now that uh, they need a new challenge and their challenge is them. Um, Drew says that uh, they sit at the top of the raw mountain and the only way off a mountain is tumbling down or you could climb it uh, you could climb down you could rappel down uh, you could ski down you could snowboard down uh, but uh, in, in Drew McIntyre's world there's only one way down and that's that's falling so I'm not climbing I'm not climbing any mountains in Drew McIntyre's world uh, or in this world, any world, um, anyway, <laughs> uh, he says that the only way off the mountain is by, uh, falling, and Drew and Dolph can make that happen for them tonight, uh, Roman says that they sound real tough from the stage, but, uh, him and Strowman are right there. So uh, Braun agrees, and uh, then before the fight can pop off, uh, Baron Corbin, the new acting general manager of Raw, comes out, and uh, he says, hey man, Hell in a Cell, book it, it's going down. So uh, Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns is official for Hell in a Cell, Braun Strowman's cashing in his money in the bank. Um... Then, uh, then he says the main event tonight is going to be Braun and Roman versus Drew and Dolph. Uh, Braun says that he's going to get the belt at Hell in a Cell, but tonight Dolph and Drew are going to get these hands. Uh, so Braun's music hits, uh, we're walking out, commentary talks about what just happened, we think everything is over, but Baron Corbin is still in the ring, uh, Baron Corbin says that he has a match tonight against Finn Balor, the man, um, he said that Finn Balor didn't know that he had the match, but Corbin has been preparing for a full week, Unagi, um, if you get that reference, then you get that reference, uh, Balor comes on out, and we go to a break, uh, back from break, Baron Corbin is in control, uh, hits a big clothesline on our boy Finn, uh, he's wearing him down with a chin lock, the good old trusty chin lock there, uh, Finn able to turn things around, uh, drop kicks, uh, Corbin a little bit more back and forth action, Finn Balor with the sling blade on the outside, and we go to another break, so uh, this is like the third week in a row that Finn, uh, that Baron Corbin is having like a long match on Raw, so he's he's getting the push, uh, it's going somewhere, um, <clears throat> let's see here, excuse me, uh, back from the break, Baron is in control, because that's the rule, when you come back from break, a heel's in control, uh, Baron Corbin hits a deep six. I love that move. 
Uh, Balor kicks out. Finn tosses Balor, or sorry, Finn tosses Corbin uh, to the outside, flies over the top because Finn's got to fly. Uh, Corbin grabs a chair, chair to the ribs, bell rings for the disqualification. Corbin takes the mic and he says, oh yeah, I forgot to announce it. Uh, this is a no disqualifications match. Let's start it over. Um, chair shot, end of days, Corbin wins. Um, so Corbin is definitely abusing his power as the GM. Uh, he's going to be doing what he wants to do, but he's really good in this role. It's really interesting. It's making, uh, it's, it's fun for Monday nights. Um, I have seen videos and I have seen tweets about, oh, this is the real reason why Kurt Angle is gone. Um, but I haven't looked into it and I don't know what it is. I'm the terrible podcast host, right? No, I'm fucking awesome. Anyway, um, let's see here. Uh, but yeah, with Corbin stepping in for Kurt, I don't know, man, this is fun. I dig it. Uh, but it's going to be cool when Kurt gets back, whenever that is. Uh, let's see here. Uh, back from the break. Um, they are trying to sell us pretty hard on this last match ever. Triple H uh, versus The Undertaker for the Super Duper Australia show. Um they're having legends do the cell phone uh, video promos. Uh, so Ric Flair, Mick Foley, and uh, you know King of the Mountain himself, Jeff Jarrett, and even audio from uh, my man Kevin Nash, Big Sexy. Pause. Um, and then uh, my man Christian, uh, he says that Triple H is desperate, and that's uh, that's his pick. pick uh, he picks Triple H to win. Um, against The Undertaker. Mick Foley, uh, he's been thrown through the top of a Hell in a Cell and thrown off the top of a Hell in a Cell uh, by The Undertaker, so you know he's riding with Taker. Um, Flair picks Taker, too. Uh, Ric Flair lost to uh, Undertaker at a WrestleMania, uh, but that's... Uh, that was interesting to me that he would pick Taker over uh, his boy Triple H because, like you know, Triple H is is Flair Jr. So I, I thought I thought he would just ride with him because of that. But um, let's see here. Uh, they also let us know um, that HBK Shawn Michaels is going to show up and talk to us next week about this match. Um, backstage, we see Dana Brooke. And Apollo Crews. Uh, she's talking about doing some flips. Uh, some flippy shit. Uh, Cruz tells her, uh, stick to the fundamentals. And uh, he says that Titus is working on getting her a match. Uh, Titus pulls up and uh, he says, uh, you know, I, I got something for you. Uh, and he lets her... Uh, he lets Dana Brooke know that, uh, the, of course, uh, at first, Apollo Crews and Dana are thinking that it's going to be a jobber, uh, but uh, Titus is like, yeah, man, I got you Sasha Banks, and so uh, Dana Brooke, she's kind of she's shook, 
uh, it seems like at first, but she's like, you know what, let's get it, I'm, I'm ready, let's go against Sasha, and uh, Apollo Crews is like hyping her up, and then she walks away to get ready for the match, and Apollo uh, says to Titus, he's like, yo, Dana hasn't had a match in nine months, and you got her going up against Sasha Banks, I'm like, word, I feel you, and Titus is like, you know, she's gonna be alright, I believe in her, Titus Worldwide, so he was like, all right, man. So, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, after that, we see Sasha Banks. She comes out to the ring. We go to break, back from break. Dana comes out with uh, Titus and Apollo uh, along with her. Um, I had forgotten what Dana Brooks' music sounded like. So that was interesting. Um, I don't like it. I do not like it. Uh, Anyway, uh, Dana, she dodges Sasha in the corner, and then she flips out, uh, taunts a little bit. Uh, She she goes for a kick, gets her leg caught, so she hits a step up into Yuri. Um, Sasha kicks out of that. Dana Brooke with a handspring back elbow on Sasha. Uh, Sasha eventually lands a knee to face. Uh, Sasha locks in the bank statement. Tap, tap, tap. My boo Sasha picks up the win. Um, Titus is standing on the outside. uh, And he looks a little bit perplexed. Uh, Apollo slides into the ring and he's trying to console Dana. So, kind of interesting, a little bit of a, there's some kind of a uh, dynamic going on with uh, Titus Worldwide. Uh, It's the second week in a row that, uh, like, Dana and Apollo Crews have kind of been paired up a little bit more. And, like, they're kind of, I don't know, going against what Titus is saying. And they both ended up, everybody ended up with losses uh, the last two weeks, so... Uh, we'll see what's going on here. Uh, how this develops is this the are we seeing the beginning of the end of Titus Worldwide? Um, I hope not because I don't know what any of these people are gonna do by themselves. Um, but uh, but we'll see. Uh, Seth and Dean Ambrose are shown, uh, but nothing really happens, and uh, we go to a break. After break, Dean Ambrose is backstage. Jinder Mahal uh, comes up to him. He, uh, you know, tells him about Shanti. And uh, he tries to uh, tell him about being enlightened. Uh, gets him to close his eyes. Uh, and ask him what he sees. Uh, Dean says he sees himself uh, beating Jinder up, basically. Just, just, you know, kicking him in the ribs and breaking his face he's just saying all kinds of crazy stuff <laughs> so uh gender takes the hint uh well dean basically tells him to get out of my face uh gender takes the hint and takes himself for a walk uh seth's music hits burn it down uh so uh everybody's going nuts um the whole crowd's chanting, burn it down. Uh, this guy's super over. Um, Seth is like, uh, 
Seth is uh, Seth is saying that he likes how they think. <laughs> so I don't know why it was so hard to say that. Uh, Seth says he likes how they think. Uh, since they're chanting uh, burn it down he says last week was about family he's talking about the shield reunion uh, it was about family business but this week is about intercontinental title business uh, so Seth is back with the open challenge um, and to a huge pop we have Kevin Owens music hits um, crowd loses their shit uh, KO is happy uh, that Seth is uh, on top of the world, uh, but he says that things should be good, but they aren't. Um, believes that he should have been. Uh, he he believes that he should be further along. Uh, he believes that if his if his best friends were there, if his best friend Sami Zayn was there, he would have beaten Braun Strowman and won the briefcase and cashed in and be Universal Champ uh, right now. Uh, but he says since you know Sami's not there, uh, he's not leaving the building without a championship. So uh, then he speaks some French. And, you know, people start booing and stuff. Uh, he's from Montreal. They are in Toronto. So it is a little bit different. Um, he says that uh, he's going to take Seth's belt. Uh, or title, as uh, Vince McMahon would have you call them. So the match starts off, and uh, Kevin Owens is just, like, really bringing the fight to uh, Seth Rollins. Um, Seth Rollins able to turn the tide with a clothesline out of the corner. Uh, Kevin Owens uh, tries the slingshot. Uh, Rollins from the apron back into the ring. Um, Rollins... Uh, he, uh, he, yeah, so Kevin Owens, he tried to slingshot him back into the ring. Uh, Kevin Owens kind of, or, uh, Seth Rollins kind of flips out of it, hits a Famouser, uh, on Owens, uh, on the apron. Like, so face first on the apron. Um, let's see here. <laughs> uh, Rollins, then he hops over the steps, and he uh, comes back for, like, this flying clothesline, launching himself off the steps. Uh, we go to a break, back from break. Uh, KO is bringing the fight to Rollins again. Uh, Rollins able to take control after uh, Owens misses a cannonball on the outside. Rollins with a with uh, two suicide dives uh, KO with uh, uh, he pulls off uh, oh KO uh, blocks one and then uh, Seth Rollins hits a third uh, dive uh, so back from uh, back from the hits the uh, or, uh, he hits a third dive uh, back from another break, 
We have Seth, and he misses the stomp. Owen sends him into the post. Uh, Owen locks in a crossface. Seth has to use his feet to get to the ropes. Uh, Seth with a super kick, and then he goes for the stomp. Uh, KO out of nowhere with a freaking stunner. So that shit was crazy. The crowd's going nuts. Um, Hits a stunner on Rollins. Owens going for a superplex. Uh, Rollins with a counter into a buckle bomb. Then then Owens just bounces off the turnbuckles and uh, hits a super kick uh, out of, uh, like, in response to the buckle bomb. Uh, Owens and Rollins uh, just traded strikes on the top rope. Uh, Owens kicks him off the top. Uh, and then Rollins runs back up the ropes for another move. Uh, Owens crotches him. Uh, let's see. Uh, <clears throat> so, sorry. Uh, Rollins runs up the uh, ropes. Owens crotches him. Uh, Owens goes for a moonsault and he misses. And then Rollins hits the stomp for the win. Uh, this match was incredible. Uh, Pay per view quality. Uh, let's put Owens and Rollins in a program against each other and just book a whole bunch of great matches. Um, anyway, we do a recap of the opening segment and then Braun backstage. Uh, pulls up on Baron Corbin and hands over the briefcase and the contract. Uh, Then we go to break, back from break. Owens is still in the ring. Um, He's sitting on a chair. He has the mic. Uh, Owens has really been a mic. uh, He's always been a good mic guy. Pause. Uh, So, um, you know, whenever he has something to say, I'm always, I'm always all ears. Uh, so he has a he has a mic and he's just talking about uh, all the struggles he was previously talking about all the struggles that he had and how he was on SmackDown thinking like oh it'll all be better when I'm on Raw and now he's on uh, Raw and, and it's still just not happening for him. Uh, Owens uh, <clears throat> Owens just says that uh, I quit. And then he gets out of the ring and he walks away. So what I'm thinking, and especially with uh, events that happen later on in this episode of Monday Night Raw, I'm thinking that we might be experiencing a slow burn double turn. um, Because ever since uh, Strowman threw Kevin Owens off the top of that cage... um, Kevin Owens has been more and more likable, uh, and, uh, I would say that, uh, like, uh, Kevin Owens has become more and more likable, and Braun has exhibited more and more heelish, uh, traits, um, so I don't know, you said that he quit, I could see this turning into a face turn for Kevin Owens, and, turning into like a redemption storyline on his 
uh, him being a face on his way back to uh, prominence. Uh, so we'll see how it turns. I think he can play a, a great baby face in uh, WWE. Uh, let's see here. Drew and Dolph are backstage with Renee Young. Uh, Dolph says, you have to make your move when the time is right. Uh, Drew says, after the match with uh, Balor and the cash-in attempt by Braun, Reigns uh, Reigns body can't be right. And uh, after the two failed cash-in attempts uh, by Braun, then he's thinking that uh, his, his mind isn't right. So this is the perfect time for them to strike. So then uh, after that, um, the B team is uh, the B team is out next, and they're up against the revival. Uh, so Bo Dallas. Uh, the match starts off. Bo Dallas hits a huge lariat. Um, and uh, he hits it on Dash. Uh, tag to Axel. Some back and forth action. Uh, double backdrop. Uh, double backdrop. Double backdrop. Uh, double backdrop by the B team. Um, they uh, clear the ring and then we go to a break. Uh, back from the break, the top guys are in control because everybody knows when you come back from a break, you gotta have the bad guys in control. Um, back from the back from the break, top guys in control. Dash goes for a tornado DDT. Uh, Bo Dallas counters it into a neck breaker. Uh, there's a tag to uh, Curtis Axel. Uh, and then he starts going off, uh, roll up, and then Bo, the way that this roll up goes, like Bo and Dash are like kind of in the ring as well, knocking their opponents around, and so every time they hit one, it's like they move and they change uh, advantage in the pin. Um, match breaking down after that, Shatter Machine on Axel, one, two, three, the top guys have beat the tag champ, so uh, we're definitely getting a rematch at Hell in a Cell, hopefully on the actual card and not a pre-show match, and it definitely doesn't need to be in a cell. Um, Let's see here. Uh, The the top guys, uh, they win, they go and pick up the belts. Uh, they say that the tag division has been a joke because of the B team. Uh, they say that they're disrespecting the legacy of the Road Warriors, uh, Arn and Tully, uh, the Midnight Express, um, the Midnight Express, the uh, the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, you know, so um, just just all these. All these great teams, uh, the old school teams, because that's who uh, the revival obviously, obviously take after. Uh, so they're pushing the revival. Uh, they're pushing their character as the as the old school guys. So I'm here for it uh, as long as as long as they're on TV, as long as they're 
as long as they're doing something meaningful and the top guys as the top guys is not a bad look. Uh, let's see here. So, um, they, uh, they also let the B team know, like, hey, we beat you tonight. We can take these belts whenever we want. Uh, so it's lit. Um, back from break, they announced that Toronto is hosting SummerSlam next year with, uh, WrestleMania in New York. It makes sense that they wouldn't, uh, be in Brooklyn again, but it is going to be weird because, like, TakeOver Brooklyn is a thing, you know? (laughs) Um, let's see here. Uh... Yeah, but it's going to be in Toronto. So, like, when was the last time they had a pay-per-view outside of the United States? Uh, That's interesting. Anyway, uh, Elias is out next. Uh, Elias doing his fizzang on the guitar. Um, He asks us, who wants to walk with Elias? Of course, everybody does. Uh, He tells us. Uh, not to lose faith because WWE stands for walk with Elias. That's right. Um, Elias has had an epiphany. He says, yo, when Drake says he started from the bottom, he means Toronto because Toronto is literally uh, one of the most bottom feeding cities, yada, 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 yada. So uh, like the, the standard Elias promo, but he's He's doing his thing. Um, then all while he's running down Toronto, all of a sudden, that iconic giggle. <laughs> I can't believe I just did it. Hits and whoa, oh, rock and roll. And uh, Trish freaking Stratus comes out of nowhere to a big pop. Um, she's still beautiful. Um, Elias looks uh he looks kind of amused um he introduces the hall of famer trish stratus uh and glad she's taken time away from changing diapers to do something important uh like being in the ring with elias elias says he's a big deal uh, a lot of things changed since she's been gone and uh trish Trish agrees that he is a big deal, uh, but if he's dissing Toronto, then she needs him to silence his cell phone, hold his applause, and shut his mouth. Um, ooh. <laughs> uh, so that was, of course, that's uh, what Elias tells the crowd to do. Uh, the crowd loves it. Uh, Elias tells Trish that uh, Alliance, Elias' performance in Toronto is like the Stanley Cup in Toronto. They'll never see it. Trish says, oh, that's something like you getting the WWE title. And everybody's like, oh. Uh, Trish brings up Evolution and uh, says she'll be taking on Alexa Bliss. Uh, Elias asks if it'll all be... Uh, if... If... Uh, 
if if it'll be a swimsuit model pillow fight. Uh, Elias says Trish is like uh, Trish is like the rest. Uh, she just wants to walk with Elias, uh, but he says he doesn't date women in their sixties. And then that's when Trish uh, cocks back and gives him a whack slap to the face, pow, right in the kisser. Uh, then Ronda Rousey comes out. I don't give a damn about my reputation. Uh, Ronda Rousey comes down to the ring, uh, followed by Natty. Uh, and then uh, Alicia Fox comes out next, but not to her music, of course. She comes out to Alexa Bliss's music. Um, Alexa, uh, back from break. Uh, well, was actually, I was back from break when Alicia Fox came out. Uh, then Alexa calls uh, them underwhelming, so that's Natalia. Overhyped, uh, that's Rhonda. And irrelevant, uh, that's Trish. Uh, Alexa says that Trish looks good, uh, but she tells her to take advice from the woman who replaced her. She's like, "Tell me, I'm, uh, you know, tell me, uh, stop me when I lie, stop me when I lie." Uh, Yoga and stretching uh, mean nothing, and she's going to be going after the belt at Hell in a Cell. Um, Alexa says that she's taking the title back, and uh, then Alexa says to stop obsessing over her, uh, says Foxy has friends too, and then they bring out Mickey James. Uh, so it was cool to see Mickey James and Trish Stratus uh, kind of face off. It wasn't really a match or anything, but uh, it was it was good just kind of seeing everybody in the same place. But uh, yeah, so Mickey James comes out there, and uh, they don't really they don't really interact, but just having Mickey James and Trish both out there is is interesting. Um let's see here. Natty hits a drop kick on Alicia Fox. Uh Alicia Fox with a sick big boot that Natty sells like a fucking champ. Um Foxy drags Natty over to her corner and then uh Mickey James and Alexa with the cheap shots. Uh so Natty uh comes back. <laughs> Uh, she, uh, Natty comes back, and, uh, Mickey and Alexa don't want no smoke with Trish and Rhonda, uh, Natty has Foxy tap out in the middle of the ring to the sharpshooter, and then Natty tells us that this was all for her dad, she, you can see her saying it, you know, this is for my dad, um, back from break, uh, we're backstage, and Trish and Natty and Rhonda are walking, and all of a sudden, it's our favorite twins, the Bellas, uh, and they want to say hello. Nikki gives a shout-out uh, to Trish, uh, congratulates Rhonda. Uh, the Bellas are back in action next Monday on Raw. Um, I'm hyped. Uh, it seems like the... Uh, the the it seems like a crossover with Total Bellas, but like whatever, I'm with it. <laughs> um, 
it seems like uh, they've also inherited John Cena's free agent show hopping powers, which I thought would be absorbed uh, back into John Cena once uh, once they broke off the wedding. But I mean, I guess uh, you know once you impart it once, it's just there. Uh, it's like DNA. Anyway, uh, more legends are weighing in. Uh, with their predictions on uh, Triple H and Undertaker. Uh, The main takeaway I get is how much better promos are when uh, they're cut from the heart. Uh, Stone Cold sold me on this match that I don't even care about. He sold me on it in about 15 seconds. Now I kind of want to see it. Uh, (laughs) Backstage, Corbin says... uh, He's on the he's on the phone and he's like you know I gotta figure out what's going on with KO. Uh, thanks Stephanie. Um, Corbin asks for a masseuse and then that's when Bobby Lashley comes in and uh, you know Corbin asks, hey man, do you see how I handled Finn Balor? Lashley is like, uh, yeah, I see that you made it, not uh, you know. So, uh, uh, you know, he, uh, Lashley says that, uh, he could see that, uh, that Corbin made the match, uh, no DQ match in the middle of the match is what I was trying to say. Uh, and Corbin's like, you know what? I don't want you to feel forgotten, Bobby. Uh, so you have a match, and your match is next. Uh, so back from break, uh, walking Armageddon, Bobby Lashley, he goes out to the ring. Uh, Baron Corbin pops up on the screen. He's like, yeah, man, you know, I like I said, you had a match. I forgot uh, who it was, but that's because you had two opponents. Uh, so Bobby Lashley is going up against the Ascension. Uh, it didn't really matter that it was two of them. Uh, he makes pretty short work of them. Uh, Dominator on Victor for the one, two, three. Uh, back from break, we got uh, Dean Ambrose versus Gender Mahal. Um, and uh, with uh, with this match, we got uh, big old Jack Dean giving the beats uh, to Gender. Low key, Gender has improved quite a bit uh, in the ring, even since. Uh, that whole, uh, you know, run as champ, um, anyway, uh, it still wasn't really that interesting, back, (laughs) uh, back and forth action, uh, not much to it, dirty deeds, uh, kind of out of nowhere, um, so it seems like they're, because they were mentioning it, too, uh, how he kind of just did it out of nowhere, so it seems like that's something that they're adding to his character, as uh, the second week in a row, he's been able to counter some kind of move, or do something, and pull out the dirty deeds, so, uh, it, it's, it's a, it's a move, um, and, uh, yeah, so it, it, yeah, it reminds me of, uh, the, what they're doing with it reminds me of uh, DDP and the Diamond Cutter and how he he had so many different ways that he could hit it and they would emphasize that. Um, pause. Uh, so it seems like that's what they're trying to do with Dirty Deeds. Um, and right on cue, Coach mentions DDP. Uh, 
Um, main event time. Uh, main events next. Uh, Braun Strowman tells Roman that he doesn't have to like him. Uh, they'll just beat. Uh, they'll beat Dolphin Drew, and in 21 days he'll take Roman's title. Uh, Roman says on day 21, Strowman's gonna look in the mirror and realize that he couldn't get it done. Uh, he couldn't get the job done, that is. Uh, back from break, Roman's out first, uh, Braun Strowman's out next, uh, then Dolph and Drew, uh, let's see here, Roman, uh, Roman and Dolph start the match. Uh, Reigns ends up dropping both Dolph and Drew. Uh, hits a drive-by on the outside on Dolph. Uh, the fans are chanting for Strowman. Uh, Drew boots Roman on the outside, pinned by Ziggler after a DDT. Strowman breaks it up. Uh, Roman is trying to fight out of a sleeper. Uh, Dolph with a drop kick to tag Drew. A big suplex. Uh, Dolph and Drew working uh, working Roman over. Uh, And then uh, Drew is laughing at Strowman from the apron. Uh, Strowman is basically begging for the tag. He's like, get me in there, get me in there. Uh, Dolph is working another sleeper. Uh, Reigns breaks the sleeper, he launches Dolph out of the ring to the floor, uh, Rain still hasn't tagged in Strowman, uh, Drew and Dolph are playing keep away, keeping him away from his corner, um, good teamwork from Dolph and Drew there, uh, finally, Superman punch from Reigns, uh, Roman tags Strowman, and instead of running in like a house of fire, he just stands there, and he's staring Drew down, and then Drew and Dolph just start beating up uh, Roman while Strowman watches. De- uh, disqualification because Strowman was the legal man and he just wouldn't come into the ring. Um, Strowman tells Reigns that, I'm not finished with you! And then uh, starts the beat down on Reigns. Ro- uh, Dean Ambrose comes down to the ring to aid and help uh, but he gets beat up pretty quickly. Rollins comes out next uh, but he hurt his shoulder in that incredible match with Kevin Owens uh, so he gets handled pretty quickly as well Um, then Strowman, Dolph and Drew all uh, raise each other's arms in victory so that means they're a team guys, that means they're in cahoots uh, so this is really interesting. Uh, the second Raw in a row that I've enjoyed, and I think the main reason that I'm enjoying it is because the champ is here. Like, So we know that things are going to progress week to week, and I am so excited for that. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess that's, uh, that's the main thing with Raw here, uh, and that's what I think the, I think it's happening. Uh, well, it just happened. Uh, Strowman just went heel. Uh, and I think the next time Owens pops up, we're going to have Kevin Owens as a baby face. It's, it's been building towards that for a while now. So, 
um i'm interested and uh, let's get it so uh yeah man uh next up we're gonna jump then uh we're gonna jump into smackdown okay uh so now we're jumping into smackdown uh show opens up and the new day come out they're the five time tag team champions and uh they're coming out for a celebration big e has a stanley cup replica uh it's filled with pancakes for the crowd xavier woods takes the microphone and he says they did what they do best and that's become our wwe smackdown tag team champions and then uh, Big E says they aren't one time or two time, not three, not four. And then all of a sudden you hear, can you dig it, sucker? And Booker T, uh, King Booker, actually, uh, comes down to the ring. Uh, the crowd is going crazy. The crowd loves it. Uh, King Booker is here with a royal decree. And uh, the New Day kneels before King Booker. And uh, he says that Sir Xavier the Wise, Sir Kofi the Brave, and Big E. And uh, you can see on his face that he's a little bit bit, uh, bothered that he doesn't have a nickname. Um, Booker tells him, uh, so he actually gets up and off of his knees and he... uh, you know, says something about it. Uh, like, hey, where where's my name? They got names. Where's my name? Uh, Booker tells him that Big is already in his name. Uh, Big E tells him that, man, you just went full Saxton on me. And uh, Kofi and Xavier tell him that he didn't mean it. And Booker says, you didn't say that. Tell me you did not just say that. Uh, But then Booker welcomes them all to the five-time champ club. And uh, Booker hits a -a spin-a-rooney. Then Xavier hits a pretty decent spin-a-rooney. Kofi Kingston hits kind of a weak spin-a-rooney. And then uh, Big E just kind of like falls on his back and shakes his legs in the air. And then uh, the guys spin him around. Uh, And that's the end of that. So uh, it was fun. Uh, five-time champs, and of course you gotta have the five-time, five-time, five-time WCW champion, uh, Booker T. If you're saying anything about five, five-time champs, and uh, you know if you remember Booker T. or if you remember uh, Big E, uh, back when he was Big E Langston and NXT, uh, he said, "I don't, uh, I don't want three. Give me five. Uh, so he would, uh, he would pin people for a five count. Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe he could bring that back. Uh, let's see here. Next up is going to be the triple threat tag team match. So the New Day hops on commentary. Uh, the bar is out first and then we go to a break, uh, back from break, the Good Brothers and the colognes are already in the ring. They're, uh, the colognes music is still playing, so they had their entrances during the break. Uh, match starts up. Uh, the Good Brothers are working Cesaro over. Uh, he starts to come back, hitting those European uppercuts. Uh, Primo Cologne tags himself in. 
Uh, he's taken down immediately. The machine gun, Carl Anderson, he goes up top. He gets distracted by Epico. Uh, and then, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, he gets dis- uh, distracted by Epico, gets pushed off of the top rope. Uh, we go to a break, but it's, you know, SmackDown, so it's one of those breaks where they're still showing the match. Uh, so in the little picture-in-picture, picture, uh, the clones are now working over the machine gun, and then Sheamus is able to tag himself into the match. Uh, the match breaks down. All three teams kind of start brawling. Uh, the clones get cleared from the ring. Uh, the bar hit a double team move on the machine gun. Uh, Gallows is able to then Gallows is able to tag in. Uh, he starts taking everybody out. Match breaks down again. There's some more brawling. Uh, set up for the magic killer to Primo uh, gets broken up by Epico. Uh, double backstabber uh, by the Colognes to Luke Gallows. Cesaro tags in, uppercut to Epico. Uh, Brogue kicked the Primo on the outside, and uh, Cesaro pins Gallows for the win. Uh, the New Day and the bar kind of face off a little bit. Uh, the New Day has their own announce table uh, when they run commentary, and they were just running commentary the full match, like, so Graves, uh, Saxton, and uh, Phillips would all be talking, and then they would just like cut over, and uh, Kofi and uh, Biggie and and Xavier would just be going off and talking about whatever. So um, <clears throat> maybe uh, that's something that they can put out on like a New Day DVD or something like that. Uh, bonus where you can just hear all the New Day commentary. Uh, on matches. Uh, Let's see here. Backstage, uh, we see our general manager, Paige, and uh, she calls in Rusev, and uh, she calls in Rusev Day, actually. So it's Rusev, Lana, and uh, Aiden English. Uh, She lets them know that the next triple threat uh, on next Tuesday will be Rusev Day versus the Usos versus Sanity. Uh, Rusev thanks Lana for getting them the match. He's like, you know, Lana's the best. Lana's number one. Um, she says, hey, it wasn't me. And uh, he looks at English. He's like, come on. Uh, so it looks like uh, Rusev and Aiden are repairing their friendship. Uh, Rusev is super pumped. Uh Next, we have a little video recap of Becky's turn at SummerSlam and the follow-up promo last week. Uh, seems It kind of seemed like WWE was walking the heel turn back just a little bit on social media. Uh, throughout the week, they saw that the response that Becky was getting, that a lot of fans were saying that they weren't going to boo her no matter what. They put out that poll, did you su- uh, support Becky the entire time that she was going for the title, and it was like a 98% uh, in favor of Becky Lynch or, or something like that. Uh, so I, I, WWE is still trying to tell the story that they want to tell, but uh, they are uh, checking the temperature out here, and they're, 
it seems like they're kind of walking things back because in this recap, uh, they didn't show any of the things that she said about the fans. Um, <clears throat> and when they had put the promo up on uh, on their YouTube, they had also edited out uh, anything that she had said about the fans. So, um, so it seems like they they are listening and. But they're still trying to give us their story, so just hang on. Uh, stay along for the ride, I guess. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, anyway, after that, uh, we see Jeff Hardy backstage. He has face paint on. Uh, then he turns his head to the side, and we see RKO in his face paint. Uh, Hardy is going to call... Oh, okay. Do you guys hear that? Uh, Hardy is going to call out Orton next. Uh, back from break, uh, Jeff Hardy comes out to the ring. Hardy says, uh, since Orton has come back, uh, he's gotten his head and eradicated all rational thought. So, uh, that sounds dangerous. Somebody check on Brother Nero. Um, <clears throat> anyway, Orton, uh, made Hardy believe he could fly last week, and then Hardy shows a recap of uh, his beatdown and swanton on uh, Orton. Hardy says that last week made him feel alive and made him feel reborn and rebroken by fate. Uh, Hardy says that this is only the beginning. He tells Orton to come out and finish this. Uh, <laughs> Orton congratulates Orton comes out, Orton congratulates Hardy on finding himself again, but Orton says he's not finished working on him yet. Uh, Randy knows how he'll end Hardy's career, and that's by leaving him a heap of broken bones. He starts to walk to the ring, then he stops, and he's like, uh, did you expect me to get into the ring on your terms, Jeff? Uh, Randy says that Jeff isn't as dumb as the Canadians because they're in the six. They're in Toronto. Six buzz. Uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, so he uh, he tells Jeff that he can call him whatever he wants, but Jeff only has to call him R.K. And then Jeff Hardy says, no. Uh, he says, Orton is going to hell and he's coming with him and they're going to be in the cell. Uh, so he's challenging him to a Hell in the Cell match. Uh, crowd starts doing the delete chants. Hardy starts hitting them with the delete sign. Uh, Randy Orton starts bagging off, backing off, and uh, that's the end of that segment. Uh, I'm actually digging this feud. Um, Randy Orton trying to rip Jeff Hardy's ears off. Uh, Jeff Hardy kind of pushing to the brink. Uh, I think he's becoming broken. We saw him laughing and stuff last week, man. Brother Nero. Um, but uh, let's see here. Uh, next up, we see Carmella. Uh, she's backstage. She's being interviewed by Renee Young. Uh, she says that the buzz follows the champion. Uh, she was the hottest thing in the WWE the last four months. WWE evolution is happening because of the attention that she brought to the division. And, I mean, pff, come on. Everybody knows that's right. Uh, Mel is money. 
Charlotte never pinned her for the title at SummerSlam. Facts. Uh, And she's beaten Charlotte twice. Also facts. Um, Tomorrow, Wednesday, uh, for SmackDown, um, will be all about how Mella got her title back. Becky and Charlotte are chump change, and Mella is money. Uh, Carmella is fire on the mic, man. That was a, she was spitting flames. That was a flame promo. Um, she's still my champ. So right after, uh, right after, uh, Mella leaves, our truth shows up and he asks, uh, where Carmella went. Uh, Renee just stares at him like he has three heads. Um, anyway, uh, Ty Dillinger shows up. And he asks uh, Truth, he tells Truth, like, hey, man, you know, cut it out. Stop looking for Carmella. Uh, Truth says, you know what, yeah, you're right. It's all about timing. And uh, Ty Dillinger is like, no, no, that's, uh, that's not what I said. Yeah, you know, this is my life now. So, uh, I mean, it's cool. It's giving Ty Dillinger something to do. Uh, they need to go ahead and just become a tag team. And if the B team can get a run... Uh, to be in the tag team champs, then Ty Dillinger and R-Truth can at least be, uh, like, a mid-card tag team. Um, let's see here. Uh, Naomi's music hits back in the arena. Uh, it's gonna be Naomi versus Billy Kay. Uh, so we go to a break. Uh, back from break, Billy... Kay says that she's clairvoyant. Uh, She sees herself beating Naomi. Uh, She sees the Toronto Raptors being bad this season coming up, which you never know, man. It might be true. Who knows? Um, But, you know, Kawhi is going to play. If he plays, then uh, who knows, man? East is... East is a toss-up after... You know what? This, This isn't a basketball podcast. Anyway, um... Uh, they say that Naomi, uh, looks frozen with fear, uh, and then they're like, oh, no, wait, uh, I think that's just how she looks, uh, ouch, I guess, uh, and, uh, they let us know that the future is iconic, um, Naomi drop, uh, Naomi starts it right off with a drop kick and then a leg drop, uh, Naomi gets a two count, uh, weird spot where it looks like uh, Billy Kay was like caught in Naomi's hair. Uh she pulled some out and like uh Naomi had like green in her hair and so like when she pulled it out it was just like this green mist kind of flew up in the air a little bit. So uh commentary made a great Muda joke. Um Naomi rolls up Billy Kay, Billy Kay kicks out. Uh she sends Naomi into the ropes. Uh Peyton Royce hits uh, Naomi with a kick, um, and uh, then there's a roll-up on Naomi, and Billy Kay gets the win, so Naomi has lost to both of the Iconics, so naturally you're going to start thinking, uh, when does uh, Naomi pull up with some backup? So I don't know who her backup's going to be, Becky Lynch is now 
you know, kind of aligned on the heel side, so I don't think Becky Lynch is going to back her up. Uh, I'm sure Charlotte has other things going on. Um, Asuka, uh, you could could have Asuka back her up, but I don't know, that seems a waste. Asuka with Naomi against the Iconics, but I mean, what else is she doing? And then, uh, who knows, man, if Tamina's healthy, maybe Tamina pops up, you know, they have some history, Team Bad and, uh, their family, so, you know, there we go, uh, let's see here, uh, backstage, we see Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella, uh, Brie's, uh, they're watching, uh, Brie's return to SmackDown last week, uh, you know what, man, I, I gotta say it, they're legit cutest, cutest shit. Um, I'm at, I'm at a place in my life where I can appreciate a guy having a ride or die, and I'm here for it. <laughs> Back from break, Brimo, yeah. Uh, so Brimo is, uh, Brie Bella comes out, and then uh, she waits on the ramp for Daniel Bryan. He comes out. A uh, huge pop uh, from the Toronto crowd. Uh, big Daniel Bryan chants. Uh, Daniel Bryan has a microphone, and he says that the Miz and Maurice made fun of his retirement. He says that the Miz is an actor. Uh, Miz acts like a wrestler. Uh, the Miz acts like he has the hardest punch in WWE, but Miz is a poor actor. Uh, when... Daniel Bryan came out to give him that work. Uh, the Miz couldn't even act like a tough guy. He hid behind Maurice. That's when Bree came down to the ring, and uh, then Bree also has a microphone. She says that a wife can uh, only take so much of of that without just you know having enough. Uh, Maurice always helps Miz cheat. And uh, they both always run their mouths, always out here talking that shit, always talking that hot shit, talking spicy. Uh, She says that she was there uh, for Maurice. She came for Maurice, uh, but Maurice ducked out, so it it felt good punching Miz in the face. She punched him right in his mush. Uh, Daniel Bryan says that it was uh, that it was kind of hot, and you know what? He's not wrong. Uh, he calls her a butt-kicking, diaper-changing, face-punching hot mama. And at Hell in a Cell, Miz and Maurice won't be able to hide, be able, uh, won't be able to hide behind each other. Uh, right then, El Idolo, uh, Andrade Cien Almas and Azalina Vega come down to the ring. Uh, so I'm with it. I'm here for it. Uh. Zelina Vega says it's an honor to be standing in the ring with two legends, Brie and Almas. Uh, Vega's really small. Like, she's so small. She was out here making, like, Brie look like a beast. Uh, anyway, Vega says that uh, Almas has put Sin Cara on the shelf. Fact. Um, taken AJ to his limit. Word. Uh, and he's also destroyed Rusev. Eh, I mean, he did get a couple wins, though. Um, she says that The Miz has already outsmarted Daniel Bryan. Okay, Zelina Vega talking that spicy shit. 
Um, now Almas is going to out-wrestle him. Whoa, okay. Uh, Brian Danielson, the American Dragon versus La Sombra. Let's go. Uh, I feel... Uh, I feel I feel kind of bad because uh, Alma started talking on the mic and I couldn't tell if he was speaking English at first, uh, but he did say that there was only one star in the ring and that was him. So uh, Vega and Bree and Daniel are just you know this is this is his world and they're just living in it. Um, Daniel Bryan says he'd love to make this match official now, uh, but he's no longer the GM. He says if only there was someone in the back who could make the match. He looks up to the ramp. Uh, There's no page. So uh, Bryan's like, wow, that was embarrassing. Uh, He said that when he was... Uh, the GM, he always used to make, uh, he always used to make these matches, uh, finally Paige Music hits, uh, she, she runs out, uh, she sells being blown up, uh, she says that her, uh, office was on the other side of arena, uh, of the arena, and she has these heels, uh, Daniel Bryan never had to worry about that, um, she says that, uh, she doesn't want to give the WWE universe a match that they don't want. So uh, she asks if this is the match that they want to see. Whole bunch of yes chants from the crowd. And the match is next. Uh, back from break. Um, the bell rings. The match starts. Almas with a takedown. Goes for a leg. Brian gets out. Kind of smiles at him. Pause. Uh, Almas with a shoulder knockdown. Almas off the ropes. Uh, Daniel Bryan leapfrogs him. Almas is tranquilo in the ropes. Uh, and then Bryan hits him with a drop kick. Uh, Almas is able to uh, take back control. He gets uh, Daniel Bryan in a gory special. Uh, not something that you see every day. Always impressive when they when somebody uh, pulls that out. Pause. Um, Daniel Bryan gets out of it. Roll up. Uh, Almas kicks out, uh, big chops from Daniel Bryan, then the yes kicks in the corner, uh, running drop kick to the corner by Daniel Bryan, he backs up to the other corner, and Almas takes off, uh, flies in with a knee, uh, Almas then tries to fly in with another one, Daniel Bryan dodges, and, uh, Almas goes flying out to the outside, uh, Daniel Bryan with a knee off the apron, uh, Daniel Bryan off the top, misses, lands on his feet. Uh, Daniel Bryan catches that wicked elbow uh, that almost throws. Uh, Miz and Maurice are watching the match backstage. Uh, they're whispering in each other's. Uh, she whiz, uh, whiz. Uh, Maurice mis- whispers in the Miz's ear, and uh, then they walk away. Uh, then we go to break. Uh, another break where the match is playing off in the corner uh so we see daniel bryan and almas they both take each other down with clotheslines uh daniel bryan gets caught in the arm bar uh in the ropes uh all we're back from break uh almas goes up top daniel bryan with a drop kick then a double underhook suplex off the top rope uh by daniel bryan and then uh 
the Miz's music hits. Uh, the Miz comes down to the ring. Uh, Danny Bryan's distracted. Almas uh, tries to uh, get at Daniel Bryan, sends him off the ropes. Daniel Bryan uh, rebounds and then just dives, uh, suicide dive right onto the Miz. Uh, and just starts wailing on him. Um, almost with a corkscrew plancha uh, to Daniel Bryan to the outside, like a inverted tornado DDT. Um, back in the ring, uh, Daniel Bryan kicks out. Uh, Almas goes for a moonsault. Daniel Bryan gets his knees up, uh, locks in the yes lock. Zelina Vega hops up on the apron. Uh, Brie Bella pulls her down and clocks her. Uh, Maurice then attacks Brie from behind, uh, sends Brie into the post. And then Daniel Bryan is, of course, distracted by that. And then the Miz attacks from behind, disqualification, uh, beating down Brian, feeds Brian to Almas for the hammerlock DDT. Uh, Brie gets tossed into the ring, held uh, in the corner, and Zelina Vega hits the double knees. Uh, DDT from Maurice to Brie, uh, and then a skull crushing finale from Miz to Daniel Bryan, and then they stand tall in the ring uh and then walk out this feud is everything i knew it was going to be awesome uh it's awesome and we still have uh what three more weeks to uh of build so let's do it um let's see here charlotte is backstage with renee uh charlotte says that becky doesn't deserve anything that she doesn't win uh, she's like, did Becky expect expect me to lay down? And that's what I've been saying. Uh, you know, I I understand why Becky's upset, but it it to me it, it I guess that's just my traditional look at it. Uh, that's that's heelish what she did, but you know we'll see what's going on because the uh, you know the crowd reaction so far different city. Um, but you know a lot of smart fans in Toronto, but it is a different city, so you know uh, overwhelming positive reaction for Becky Lynch uh let's see here so um charlotte uh Charlotte says that she would have expected Becky Lynch to do the same uh and that's another thing. see winners win. Uh, they don't worry about being nice. Uh, that's why Kobe didn't like Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard was too nice. <laughs> um, you're soft. Uh, anyway, Charlotte uh, says she's not going to apologize for being who she is. And uh, she won't roll over for anyone. Uh, Becky wants the spotlight. That's exactly what she's going to get after she runs through Carmella. Uh, next up, AJ Styles is going to be coming out. Uh, back from break, uh, AJ Styles says that he's here to uh, end Joe's harassment of his family. Uh, AJ saw the recap of Samoa Joe's attack on him from last week, uh, and he's in the rain looking kind of upset. Uh, AJ says that they are official for Hell in a Cell. He says he's the champ. 
and he makes the rules on SmackDown Live. Uh, and Paige didn't dispute it at all. Uh, and I don't know where uh, Shane is. Um, he says, uh, and then right about that time, Samoa Joe pops on the uh, Titantron. Uh, he says he's not coming out there. Uh, and AJ is proving his point. Uh, he says, uh, Joe takes out his phone and he calls, uh, AJ Styles wife, uh, Wendy, um, and, uh, and tells her to, uh, save a plate. He'll be by on next Tuesday. So AJ takes off out the ring, starts running to the back, um, and, then from there we have commentary hyping that uh Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton has been made official for uh for uh almost at SummerSlam uh for Hell in a Cell. So right now I like how the uh SmackDown matches for Hell in a Cell are shaping up uh because with the way that this feud is going and with Jeff Hardy going getting crazier and crazier, uh locking them in Hell in a Cell would make sense. Uh AJ and Samojo is getting pretty personal. Locking them in Hell in a Cell would make sense. So hopefully the uh the raw matches make sense. Uh like well, I mean we have Strowman and uh we have Strowman and Reigns, uh which I mean that makes that makes sense. He wants to keep everyone out. Uh so yeah, I mean we'll we'll see what's going on. Uh let's see here. Um AJ um went uh running out of the ring, uh Orton and Hardy uh is official, uh and then uh back from break uh, AJ is freaking out, looking for Joe. Uh, he can't find him anywhere. So commentary is like, oh, you know, Joe's really getting under his skin. Uh, you know, he's he's got to keep a cool head. Uh, main event is up next. Uh, Charlotte is out first. Uh, or, well, Mel is out first, and then Charlotte. Um, back and forth action. Uh Mella is working a side headlock uh, on Charlotte, uh, slamming Charlotte's head into the turnbuckles. Uh, Charlotte finally able to get out of it with a suplex. Uh, Charlotte goes up top. Uh, Carmella pushes her out of the ring. Uh, Carmella with a suicide dive uh, through the ropes. Charlotte kicks out at two after she's rolled back into the ring. Uh, last break of the night coming up. Uh, back from break, Carmella working the chin lock on Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte then fights out of that chin lock. Uh, and uh, Charlotte then hits a back suplex on Mella. Uh, she tries fighting back big chops from Charlotte. Uh, Kick to the chest from Mella. Uh, Mella with a flatliner on 
Charlotte as well. Um, Mella with uh, Mella then uh, goes for a super Rana off the top on Charlotte. Uh, and this might be Mella's best singles match to date. Um, big slaps by Mella. Uh, Charlotte went for the figure eight, but Mella gets out. Super kick. Uh, then Charlotte kicks out. Uh, Mella goes for another super kick. Uh, Charlotte hits a spear. Uh, then natural selection. Then locks in the figure eight. And Mella is forced to tap. Um, then right after the win, Charlotte gets her belt, holds it up. Right after that, Becky slides into the ring, uh, attacks Charlotte, uh, from behind and the crowd is totally behind Becky. Uh, she asks for a mic. She's like, let me get a microphone. Let me get that right now. Uh, Becky says if she gets her way. Uh, she'll be taking her title back at Hell in a Cell. Uh, and then she calls Charlotte a bitch. Uh, and that's basically the end of the show. He, she walks out and then you see Charlotte just sitting there, uh, looking hurt. Um, but, uh. But yeah, I don't know, her saying bitch, I don't think that's going to get her heel heat in a town like Toronto. Um, but uh, but it looks like uh looks like they're still trying to uh they're trying to keep her as heel and tell that story. Uh, but they're taking away the stuff with with her and the fans and they're trying to allow also uh, to her to have that other reaction. Uh, so they're kind of trying to have their cake and eat it to toe the line. Um, and, and, and keep, keep everything indie, but also, uh, have working relationships with, um, that's not even what Becky's doing, but, uh, it looks like they're, they're trying to, um, they're trying to to play to that indie fan base is is what i'm saying uh they're trying to they're trying to play to that fan base who who is gonna still uh root for becky uh but also have her be a heel to the casual and and to the to the kids so they're trying to trying to play that line and have her be i guess almost like a tweener but to one segment of the fans, she's going to be full on heel. Um, see, I was thinking about the quick hits when I started talking about the, the indie stuff, but, uh, but yeah, so that was SmackDown and, uh, next we're going to jump into NXT. All right, guys, jumping right into NXT. Uh, we uh, have Kathy Kelly talking to William Regal backstage. Uh, she mentions that there's camera crews and a legal team setting up in his office. Uh, Regal tells Kathy uh, that he's officially starting the investigation uh, tonight on who attacked Aleister Black. Um, with all that footage and stuff that they had already showed us, 
uh, all through the takeover pre-show and and whatnot. I could have sworn that the investigation was already underway. But uh looks like it's officially starting tonight. Uh, so then we have the show open. Um, after the opening theme, then Johnny Gargano uh, comes down to the ring. He's walking with a crutch. Of course, Full Sail is chanting Johnny Wrestling. Uh, and then there's also some fans chanting Psycho Killer for Ciampa. Uh, Gargano says that the fans have always had his back, but he doesn't deserve it. Uh, he's made a lot of mistakes lately, and he promised that he'd make it right after winning the title, but he didn't. Uh, he lost more than a match in Brooklyn, he says. He lost himself. Or Gargano says that he became Ciampa, uh, and he says he needs to be better for the fans, for Candice, uh, and for himself, and uh, he doesn't know how to do that. This is when uh, William Regal's music hits, uh, and he says he needs to know this uh, before Aleister Black comes back and burns it down. Sorry, wrong guy. Um, uh, before uh, Aleister Black comes back and burns the place down, uh, Gargano says, hey, Regal, you know, you've known me for years. Uh, you tell me, right? Um, Regal says, hey... Alright, this has nothing to do with my personal opinion. I need an answer. Did you attack Black? Um, Gargano tells him, look into my eyes. Then you'll know the answer. Which sounds a little bit sus. Uh, that was just, <laughs> it was just a little bit weird. Like, Gar- Gar- Gargano's being all intense and he's just like, look in my eyes. You'll see the answer. It seems like he's dancing. Alright, it seems like he's dodging. Uh... But then uh, that's when we uh, hear Velveteen Dreams music hits. So I guess if we're doing something sus, Velveteen has to come out. Uh, his music hits. Uh, Regal looks downright disgusted in the ring, and it's pretty hilarious. Uh, Dream says he's tired of Johnny's crying. Uh, it isn't about him, and it, for sure, shouldn't be about somebody who isn't even in the building. Aleister Black. Uh, Dream says that this should be about the experience. The experience that stole Brooklyn. Uh, it should be about the Velveteen Dream, of course. Uh, it shouldn't be about Johnny Failure. Uh, so Johnny Gargano didn't take kindly to being called Johnny Failure. Uh, he's ready to turn up. So he throws his crutch down and he says, Look, man, the doc just gave me a crutch because he wanted me to keep weight off my knee for a few days but uh i'm good to go uh so they're about to fight it looks like and william regal's like no 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 none of that fighting on this show that's all about fighting no um he's like yeah none of that uh regal breaks it up and he says if they want to fight they can do it next week uh he tells gargano go to the back and he tells dream get in my office uh, so, Velveteen Dream getting sent to the principal, uh, Principal Regal's office. Um, Velveteen and Johnny Gargano is a takeover match, honestly. Uh, so I'm expecting this to lead to the next takeover. 
and I'm expecting uh, shenanigans next week with Gargano versus uh, Gargano versus Velveteen. Uh, up next, it's going to be the first match of the night, Bailey 2.0, uh, better known as Dakota Kai, and she's going to be against Aaliyah. Uh, Aaliyah's been around for a while, and I don't think she's ever had like extended TV time, like where she was just on for a few weeks in a row. Uh, I don't think she's even had like an angle in NXT. I think the last time where she was like a focused she was focused on was what on breaking ground um but uh i i see more of her on instagram than i do on nxt uh i just wanted to get like a real chance just get a real shot and want to see what she's got uh she seems like a interesting personality she seems like she could be cool uh you know judging from social media uh let's see a little bit more of uh that ring work and let's let's see some personality um, let's see a character, because right now it seems like they have her playing, like, this, uh, rich girl character who got cut off from her parents, uh, when she moved here from Toronto, so, I don't know, we'll see how that goes. Uh, anyway, um, Aaliyah gets a takedown, uh, to start off, uh, Dakota Kai gets a kick, uh, she kips up, and then a little drop kick. Uh, and then a double stomp, uh, running the ropes, uh, Dakota Kai does a leapfrog, and then, uh, she goes for a drop kick, but Aaliyah hangs on to the ropes, and, uh, Dakota Kai crash and burns, uh, crashes and burns, um, Aaliyah's being a more aggressive now, uh, she's landing punches on Dakota Kai, then locks her in, like, a body scissors, um, Dakota Kai is having a tough time breaking out. Uh, Kai backs Aaliyah into the corner. Uh, Then Kai starts delivering kicks in the corner. Aaliyah is able to take control again. Aaliyah showboats a little bit too much. And then uh, Dakota Kai goes off the ropes and hits a code red into an inverted backcracker, as called by Niall McGinnis. Um... Backstage, uh, Regal finishes questioning Velveteen Dream. He thanks Regal for uh, not wasting his time. And then the Forgotten Sons, who I totally forgot about, uh, they show up. Uh, They come in. Steve Cutler says that they were actually looking for Regal that night. Regal asks, you know, where were you the night Aleister Black was attacked? Uh, Steve Cutler's like, you know, we were looking for you. Uh, Wesley Blake uh, says that of uh, the Blake and Murphy experience. Um, Wesley Blake says that um, they didn't do it. Footage shows them walking through the trucks after they parked. Whoever did it had to have already been on the premises uh, to even get to where Alistair Black was. Regal lets them go, but says that opportunity that they were looking for, uh, tag match next week. Uh, back from break, Nikki Cross is uh, sitting in Regal's office chair there, and uh, she's just kind of like spinning around in the chair. Um, Regal says that she's an eyewitness uh, to everything that went down with Alistair Black. Uh, Nikki says uh, she knows who did it, 
then she asks Regal if he hears the phone ringing. Mind you, there is no phone ringing. Uh, she grabs the phone and she starts talking to no one on the other end. Um, she's laying across Regal's desk. She knocks all his pencils over. Uh, and that's when Bianca Belair comes in. And she says that she's been waiting all day. And Regal is busy with Nikki Cross. Uh, Bianca Belair wants a title shot uh, now that she's healthy. And uh, Bianca tells Nikki Cross not to touch her hair. Uh, Bianca tells Regal, uh, let, basically, let me know when you start making the right decisions. Uh, so she leaves. Um, Cross asks Regal if he has any questions, and he says lots. Uh, so uh, full disclosure, I did read a little bit of a spoiler uh, at some point. We're going to be getting um, Bianca Belair versus Nikki Cross in a match. So uh, it wasn't completely random that Bianca Belair walks in when Nikki Cross is doing what she's doing. Um, so I I'm I'm interested. I want to see how that I want to see how that turns out. Uh, Nikki Cross is really great in the ring. She's uh, also obviously a really good character worker. Um, so I really like, uh, I, I, I just really want to see how this turns out. Uh, Bianca Belair, uh, she's still, uh, she's still young as far as wrestling goes, uh, and, and new in her career. Uh, but I'm very impressed with her athleticism and, uh, what she can do in the ring. And I just think her whole character, like her whole, the way she carries herself in the ring, just all of that. Um, I think it's fire. I think it's great. Um, I think she could probably use a little bit more polish and work in segments like this where she's kind of acting. Uh, but I like her, I like her backstage interview promos. Uh, so let's, let's do it, man. She's, uh, it's just something about the way she carries herself. Uh, it's good to see her. It's good to see a strong black woman on uh, WWE TV. Okay. Uh, Let's see here. Um, After, uh, oh, also, uh, after the Forgotten Sons, I almost forgot about this. After the Forgotten Sons got talked to, uh, EC3, he had a match uh, tonight. All right, so he's supposed to be up against Raul Mendoza, um, but we see backstage that uh, EC3 had been attacked and laid out, and then we see Lars Sullivan walking away from it. So if you remember um, at Takeover, uh, if you seen if you saw the uh, like the backstage interviews that they were doing with some of the talent after matches, uh, the dot com stuff. EC3 mentions uh, Lars Sullivan uh, as a as a suspect uh, against Alistair Black. He's all like, you know, Alistair Black broke his jaw last time he's out of here. I, I, if I was going to be looking for anybody, I'd be looking at him. So uh, that could be what the beef is. Uh, Lars Sullivan versus EC3. I'm down for it. It gives us a chance to see EC3 as the clear face in a situation, and uh, even though I think EC3 is probably 
better and more natural as a heel. Uh, he's so damn entertaining and charismatic uh, that it's going to be hard to keep this guy heel full time. Like he's going to be making his jokes. He's going to be doing his thing. He's going to be getting victory after victory after victory after victory. And uh, people are going to dig it. So we'll see. Uh, let's see here. Um, Raul, Raul Mendoza comes down to the ring first. Uh, Raul is waiting on EC3, uh, but EC3 isn't coming tonight. Uh, Lars Sullivan has uh, changed plans for EC3. Uh, Lars Sullivan's music hits, and uh, he comes right out, and then he admits that, like, he's all like, hey, look, I didn't have anything to do with Aleister Black, but you don't have to look any further uh, than find the guy who took out EC3 tonight. Um, and then he uh, comes down to the ring. Raul Mendoza is like, oh, no. Uh, he tries to jump off the ropes with a crossbody. Lars headbutts him. Uh, and he, he he falls, and it's basically just a quick, uh, real quick beat down, freak accident by Lars, and that's that. Uh, next up, we just all got to bask in his glory it's limitless keith lee um so he's gonna be in action uh we go to a little break come back from break uh backstage tomaso champa says he uh says a year ago he was out for acl surgery uh he promised to come back as the most dangerous man in nxt i think he has uh and uh, he says that he's the main event, uh, and he nobody knows what's next. So there we go. We don't know. Not even Champa. Uh, Keith Lee comes out to the ring. He's against Luke Menzies. Luke is huge, uh, but Keith Lee is huger. Uh, yep, I just said huger. That's what we're doing. Uh, Keith Lee comes off. Uh, well, Luke Menzies with an early strike. Keith Lee comes off the ropes. Super Rana. Like, that was a crazy Hurricane Rana. Uh, more back and forth action than Lee. Uh, Lee hits a pounce. Uh, not long after that, the power bomb, And then uh, Keith Lee wins. One, two, three. Next up, Ricochet is out first and for our main event. And then the bruiser weight, Pete Dunn. You can't see it, but I'm totally doing that bruiser weight uh, pose. I'm doing it right now as I describe it to you, and you can't even see it. Um, anyway, uh, then up next we have the Undisputed Era. They come out. Uh, Adam Cole tells O'Reilly, "Yo, I need you to I need you to sit this one out, bud. I got gotcha. you." Alright, so it's going to be Adam Cole, baby, versus Roderick Strong versus Pete Dunne. Uh, Well, it's going to be Adam Cole and Roderick Strong versus Pete Dunne and Ricochet. Uh, Let's see here, starting off. um, Starting off... uh, 
there's a big lariat by Pete Dunne. Uh, then he starts going for the starts going for the joint manipulation. Uh, he starts going for the joint manipulation that he always does. Um, then Ricochet gets tagged in. He does a stare down with Adam Cole for a little bit. Uh, Roddy Strong is still legal. Ricochet uh, starts taking out both of them. Uh, and then Strong slides in, and he uh, hits a backbreaker on Ricochet. It was pretty crazy. Um, Undisputed Era is working on keeping Ricochet in their corner. Uh, Roger Strong working a chin lock for a while. Uh, finally, uh, after it seemed like a, a long time getting heat uh, on Ricochet, uh, finally a hot tag to Pete Dunne. Uh, he's on fire. The action's still going on. Uh, Pete Dunn takes out the Undisputed Era with a moonsault from the top to the outside. Uh, Ricochet is like, hey, I'm the flying guy not to be outdone. Takes off uh, suicide dive through the ropes, but Undisputed Era moves, and Ricochet accidentally takes out Pete Dunn. After he lands, he's like, oh, no, I'm sorry. And then he gets kicked in the face. Um then uh basically there's a pin by adam cole on pete dunn for the win and uh after the win uh undisputed era is celebrating a little bit and then the war raiders come down to the ring and basically chase them out uh end of show so uh yeah man nxt delivers again um I like the main event. There was uh in the main event a lot of things happen, so there's a lot that can that can go on from this. Uh Adam Cole was seemed like he was laser focused, upset that he lost that title to Ricochet, he wants it back, so they automatically have uh they automatically have heat and there's that going on. Um it was interesting seeing uh, Pete Dunn in there against the guy who betrayed him, Roderick Strong. Uh, so, like, just the way that Pete carried himself in that match, it seems like he still feels a way about that, and he's he's not going to get over it anytime soon. Uh, so that's interesting. Um, and then, of course, uh, War Raiders come out at the end chasing off the Undisputed Era, so uh, that's just letting Undisputed Era know War Raiders are, are on they on they neck. Um, War Raiders are coming for them. Uh, and then uh, also interesting is uh, even going back to the, the little backstage uh, segment from TakeOver Brooklyn, uh, Ricochet and Pete Dunn are starting to have a little bit of heat uh, so there was like the botch uh, where, not an actual botch, but um, Ricochet took out Pete Dunn. So Pete Dunn's probably going to remember that. And uh, we'll see, man. We'll see. Eventually, Pete Dunn is probably going to need a shot at that uh, North American title that Ricochet holds. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. All right. Uh that's basically the end of the road for NXT. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and jump into Impact Wrestling next. 
Okay, and jumping right into Impact, uh, there's a special show open for Impact Redefined. So this is kind of like, you know, because Impact only does certain paper, they cut cut way back on pay-per-views than what they used to do. Uh, and, and now they just have, uh, they have special TV episodes and then they have stuff on Twitch. Um, so, uh, first match of the show is for the X division title. Excuse me. Uh, it's going to be Phoenix, uh, versus the Swolverine, Brian Cage. Uh, so first out, we have the challenger Phoenix coming out with his brother Pentagon. Uh, then, uh, Big Brian Cage comes out. Uh, match starts off, and Phoenix runs right at Cage, and he just hits him with a shoulder block, drops him. Um, they're going back and forth, uh, showing off their quickness. Uh, Brian Cage hits a 619 on Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix then comes back with a springboard arm drag to Brian Cage. Uh, Brian Cage then slides back because uh, it sent him out of the ring. He slides back into the ring uh, and flips Phoenix over with a clothesline. Uh, Cage then does a ridiculous delayed suplex where he's standing on the second rope, takes Phoenix from the outside, uh, delayed suplex, then slams him back into the ring. Um, Phoenix then takes a crazy bump where. Uh, Cage just tosses him over the over the top rope. Uh so like Phoenix was coming at him and Cage kind of sidesteps and just tosses him over with one hand and uh he takes a basically a swanton bomb onto the uh onto the rampway. Uh then uh Phoenix is able to uh take over. Um he's able to take control after he hits a rolling cutter um, on the outside. Uh, then he hits a swanton um, on the outside. Uh, Kate, or he hits a swanton in the ring. Uh, Cage kicks out. Uh, crazy back and forth sequence here uh, that ends with a super kick from Brian Cage. Then uh, Phoenix counters the Weapon X. Uh, this match and the pace that they're going at is really crazy. Uh, if you saw the match, you know what I'm talking about. Um, if you haven't saw the match, seen the match. If you haven't seen the match, then uh, you should go watch it. Uh, let's see what happens after this. Um, Phoenix hits a double stomp on Cage's back uh, from the top. So Cage is like standing on the apron. Phoenix hits the double stomp on the back. Uh, then he goes for a suicide dive, but Cage catches him in suplex position, kind of uh, bounces off the barricade, and then suplexes Phoenix on the outside. Um, it's like a it's it's like a video game. That was like an OMG moment right there. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, we go to a break. Uh, back from the break, Phoenix kicks out of a big move from Cage. I don't even know what to call it. Uh, crazy kick in the corner where Phoenix like ran up the ropes and it looks like those kung fu guys. He ran up the ropes and kicked Cage in the face. Uh, Cage then comes back with a tornado DDT off the top. Uh, Cage then knocks Phoenix back. Uh, Cage is up on the top rope. 
Uh, he knocks Phoenix back while he stays perched up there. Cage sets Phoenix up for a top rope powerbomb. One, two, three. That's it. Uh, Cage wins and retains his title, celebrates a little bit, gets out of the ring, and as soon as he leaves, OVE uh, comes down and they start attacking Phoenix and Pentagon. Um, Cage is letting it happen for a little bit, and then he thinks twice. Uh, He comes running down to the ring and uh, destroys OVE. Uh, Hits a drill drill call on a drill claw on uh, Jake Crist after he no-sells a couple of kicks. It was a pretty, like, no-sells the kicks, and he's like, cage, and then boom, drill claw. Uh, then he was setting up Callahan for the drill claw. Dave Chris pulls him out of the ring. Um, and they all run away and Cage celebrates with the Lucha Brothers. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, commentary starts to hype the rest of the show. Uh, but then right behind the commentary team, uh, the crowd is chanting, we want Jericho. You know, so, uh, and commentary kind of stops and let lets the crowd say it and they kind of look at the camera so uh i mean they're promoting jericho's cruise uh there's impact versus roh uh or impact versus bullet club or whatever basically on uh excuse me on uh his cruise they're mentioning him mentioning him every show uh there's got to be some kind of something in the works for jericho to show up in impact because they mentioned him too much. They've been, everybody's using code breakers and they've mentioned that. So something's going on. Something's afoot. Uh, let's see here. Um, back from break, Bobo and uh, Scarlet Bordeaux uh, arrive. Uh, security doesn't want to let them in. Scarlet comes out of the car and basically she reminds the security that she's hot. Smoke comes out of nowhere. Her music starts playing. I actually like. I'm actually starting to like that song when it when it hits. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, security lets them in. Uh, then they show a recap of Richie, uh, the kid who got hit by the car by the OGs. Uh, after the LAX street fight, the kid is making a full recovery, uh, the announcers let us know. Uh, the OGs are shown in their clubhouse. Um, Supermex is kind of starting to feel bad about hitting the kid. Uh, Eddie Kingston, I think that's, uh, he thinks that's crazy talk. He's like, you know, you're supposed to be hard. What's going on? Uh, Homicide and Hernandez. Uh, King then gets a phone call. And, and uh, then he tells Homicide and Hernandez, you know what, don't make a move. I got to go handle something. And so he dips out. Um, so we'll see what that's about. Uh, we go to another break. Back from break, we get a recap of Ali's uh, promo um, and Tessa's backstage promo. So hype for the women's triple threat match. Uh, Tessa says uh there's another promo from tessa uh that they show uh tessa says that her family is very respected in this business basically she uh lists her grandfather her father her stepfather 
Uh, if you don't know, her stepdad is Magnum T.A., her dad's Tully Blanchard. Uh, her father was a very, or her grandfather was a successful promoter. Uh, so she's got the business in her blood. Um, <clears throat> and uh, she says in her family, uh, you got to bring home the gold. Uh, so she's got to do this because she's a Blanchard. Um, next up, Eli Drake comes out to the ring for a promo. Uh, he says that Lee and Conley lost last week to two unknowns. Uh, so he brings the unknowns out to the ring. Um, Eli Drake ends up fighting one of the unknown guys, uh, Brandon Tidwell. Um, pretty short, it's a very short match, uh, Eli fights it in his street clothes, hits a gravy train match over, uh, hits a gravy train on the other guy, uh, and, you know, that's Eli Drake, the namer of dummies, uh, so just, I guess something just to show that, you know, he's still Eli Drake and the, and the let him talk on the mic because he's really good at that. Uh, you gotta have Eli Drake on the show. I don't know what they're doing with him right now. Uh, he's not really in the title picture. He's not really doing much of anything. He's just kind of there. Um, I would think, I mean, he did have a world title run. I guess it was, I don't know. I wasn't watching actively during that time, so I'm not really sure how it played out. Uh, so I don't know if they're gonna give him another one anytime soon. Uh, I doubt it with Aries uh, doing so well as heel champ. But you got to put Eli Drake in that world title uh, picture at some point. Because um, he can kind of feel he can kind of fill that void that uh, is left by EC3, you know, that kind of character. Uh, anyway, um, we had gone to a. a we had gone to a break, uh, but before we went to a break, you saw Sue Young backstage and the Undead Bridesmaids. Uh, so the women's triple threat is up next. Uh, back from break, uh, not yet with the triple threat. It's uh, Moose and Eddie Edwards uh, backstage. Moose says that Aries made a mistake sending him to the hospital, uh, but it got even worse uh, when he attacked family and Eddie Edwards. Uh, Eddie Edwards tells Moose that he means more to him than his kendo stick. Pause. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so uh, that's our main event later. Eddie and Moose versus Killer Cross and Austin Aries. Um, next up, we have Allie. She's out first. Kira Hogan is with her. Uh, then Tessa Blanchard, the future. Uh, out next is the undead bridesmaids, bridesmaids and uh, Sue Young. Sue Loki hasn't really felt like the champ uh, since the build to Slammiversary. The focus has definitely been more on Allie and uh, Tessa. I mean, they've been mentioning the belt, uh, and Tessa wanting to take the belt and all that, but... Um, I don't know, it doesn't really feel like it's about Sue, even though she holds the title. Maybe because she doesn't talk, uh, but but I don't know. That's Maybe that's just me. Uh, but anyway, um, strikes all around to start the match. 
uh, from all three of the women. Allie's on fire to start. She's taking it to both of the wrestlers in there. Sue Young gets knocked off the apron, but she gets caught by the bridesmaids. Uh, they send her back up to the apron, and Allie uh, then knocks her down again, drops her down. She uh, doesn't fall on the bridesmaids this time. This time she falls on the apron. Uh, Allie then gets hit with a cutter uh, by Tessa. Uh, Tessa locks in a modified Indian deathlock. Sue Young gets in there, and then she locks in an arm bar, so all three women are in a submission uh well two of the women are in the submission um let's see here Allie uh gets to the ropes so Tessa has to break her hold uh and Sue Young ends up breaking hers um Sue Young then hits this crazy move where it's like she crawls up the uh turnbuckles and then she does like a head scissors uh Tessa then with a press slam on Sue Young tosses her on to the undead's bri- uh, undead bridesmaids. I don't know why I can't say that. Uh, back and forth action between Allie and Tessa. Uh, Sue Young then locks in the mandible claw on Tessa. Allie breaks it up with a super kick. Uh, Sue locks it in on Allie. Uh, then Allie hits a code breaker, and then Tessa rolls Allie up, grabs the tights, one, two, three, new champ. Uh, this is what we needed. Tessa is clearly the best woman on the roster. Um, this breathes, like, new life into the feud that she was having with Allie. Uh, another level to it now. Um, you could see in the background, Allie was arguing with the ref, um, so the feud is definitely not over. Allie's going to look for a rematch. So I'm here for it. I am down with all of that. Uh, let's see here. They do like an immediate uh, capture of a promo backstage. Like right when Tessa comes through Gorilla, uh, she says that she's the champ. Uh, she exposed Allie, uh, that Allie is everything that she said she is. Um she says that she's the measuring stick and if anyone wants to see how tough a diamond is they can be her guests uh so let's get it it's lit uh back from break backstage alicia is with killer cross in austin aries uh she asks a question and cross says that alicia is agitating austin aries uh, says that the walk to r- to the ring is a long one and anything can happen. Uh, so implying that maybe uh, Edwards or Moose would get attacked. Uh, he says that uh, Aries then says that his alliance with Cross has touched everything, uh, has turned everything around. So uh, backstage, LAX and Conan are talking. Uh, they're talking about how Richie got hurt. Uh, Conan is telling them to take care of the family. And then he gets a phone call, just like Eddie Kingston. Uh, Conan tells LAX, you know what? Don't make any moves. And they're like, what? You was just telling us to. And he's like, nah, nah, just don't make no moves. Nothing is greenlit. No green light. So um, LAX is confused. 
Uh, they argue a little bit about it, but that's that. And then that's how that segment ends. So I guess uh, so the story continues. We got to figure out who who is this person that's calling both of them, calling shots, trying to call a truce. Who is this? Uh, better not be Del Rio. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, back from break. Uh, Grado is with Joe Hendry and Katarina. Uh, Scarlet, this is a uh, time for the smoke show. Uh, Scarlet says that they're a sexy threesome, basically, or menage a trois. Um, <clears throat> and then Grado starts freaking out. And he's like, I knew it. I knew it. Um, Hendry tells him to relax. He's like, hey, man, I wrote music explaining it all. So we'll see what that song is. Uh, Scarlet tells Grado she's going to explain something to him about women. She starts to whisper in his ear. He's holding the water bottle. Uh, he shoots water everywhere. Uh, so you know what that means. Um, she tells Grado that uh, his heart is beating really fast. Katarina slaps her hands away. Uh, Grado runs away saying that he needs to stroke or smoke one of those. Um, anyway, pause. Uh, Katarina tells Scarlet not to come between her and her boys. And uh, Scarlet says that she thinks she may have already done so. Uh, next up, Petey Williams versus Rich Swan. Uh, Rich Swan having some fun to start off, uh, does a few dance moves and hits the splits, uh, turns into a real match, standing switches, uh, code breaker by Petey Williams, uh, back and forth quickness, and then, uh, Rich, uh, Rich Swan gets sent to the outside, uh, we go to the break, uh, back from break, Rich Swan kicks out at two, uh, that's just the first thing we see. Uh, more back and forth. Rich Swan takes control after Hurricane Rana. Uh, big kick from Swan. Uh, Petey takes control again, and Petey calls for the Canadian Destroyer. Uh, Rich Swan counters Petey. Uh, eventually, able to uh, Petey's able to uh, lock lock in a a sharpshooter. Uh, then Swan gets out of it. Uh, Destroyer countered again by Rich Swan. Uh, Rich Swan misses the Phoenix Splash, uh, but then he's able to take Petey down. Standing Shooting Star Press for the win for Rich Swan. Uh, backstage, Rich Swan says that he's headed to the X Division title. Matt Seidel pops up and uh, says that he's the only one who can help Rich Swan be champ because he knows the ways. Uh, he already knows the ways and, uh, you know, he can, he can help him out. Uh, Rich Swan, uh, he, uh, he, he said that he can open, uh, Rich Swan's third eye. Um, Rich Swan is like, yo, man, I'm, I'm cool on all that. Uh, and, and. You know, he 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 turns him down. Uh, so Rich Swan already sounds uh, better on the mic than he ever did in WWE. Um, I don't know. He was using it. It seemed like he was using a different speaking voice in WWE. 
Uh, but out here on uh, Impact, it, that it sounded more natural. Uh, sounded like him, so that's I'm with it. Even if the other voice is more natural. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Then, uh, right after Rich Swan uh, is kind of saying his piece, uh, you hear Alicia, uh, Alicia Edwards, screaming, and Moose is face down with uh, one of Killer Cross's calling cards next to him. Um, Moose has been taken out. Killer Cross, um, Killer Cross in Austin Aries versus well Eddie Edwards is next. Uh, back from break, Cross and Aries headed to the ring. Eddie Edwards headed back down to the ring uh, with the kendo stick. Bell rings, and uh, Edwards tosses uh, the kendo stick and starts bringing the fight to Cross. Cross takes him down and tags in Aries. Aries gets suplexed uh, by Edwards. Uh, then a mafia kick the Cross. Um... Cross hits Edwards with a knee when he's trying to dive out for a suicide dive. Uh, cross tag, uh, cross tags in. Snapmare and boot combo look brutal. Uh, rapid tags, back and forth tags uh, with Cross and Aries. Uh, Edwards then hits uh, backpack stunner to Austin Aries. Uh, Blue thunder bomb. Uh, Eddie Edwards low bridges cross out of the ring. Uh, Eddie Edwards hits the suicide dive this time. Uh, cross. Uh, cross stops Edwards from going back in the ring. Huge throw uh, by Cross on the outside. Um, double underhook, tiger bomb by Edwards. Uh, then Moose comes down to the ring. Uh, Moose is ready for the hot tag. Um, you know, he still was bandaged, bent, had his head bandaged up. Uh, Moose comes in and he feigns attacking uh, Austin Aries. Uh, spear to Eddie Edwards. And then uh, they attack Eddie Edwards on the outside uh, with a chair. Alicia comes down and she slaps Moose in the face. Uh, he balls up his fist like he's going to punch her and then just does the moose, moose, moose. Uh, and then the show ends with a new heel faction uh, celebrating. So I'm not sure why moose turned, uh, but I'm sure we'll get more info on that next week. Um, let's see here. Yeah, man. Uh, so, looks like that's uh, looks like yeah, that's that's what happened on Impact. I'm a sucker for factions and uh, two heavies who can who can really work like how uh, Cross and Moose can, um, paired with uh, someone as strong on the microphone and also very good in ring as Ric Flair is is interesting to me. Uh, so. We'll see how it, we'll see how it plays out. Um, so I didn't get a chance to watch Ring of Honor uh, this week, so unfortunately I will not be 
covering it. Um, and this is basically their go-home show before All In. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens uh, at All In, uh, which is happening later today. Um, well, for for me in real time, uh, it you know depends on what you're doing or when you're listening to this. When it is, it could already be over. Who knows? Uh, but one more thing before I get out of here, uh, we're gonna do some quick hits. Talk about some uh, some stories. Uh, so the May Young Classic is starting up uh, next week, September fifth, um, or this week, uh, depending on when you're listening to this. Um, reportedly, the planned finals were going to be Tegan Knox and Tony Storm, uh, with Tegan Knox going over. Uh, Tegan Knox, of course, uh, she suffered an injury, and uh, that's why plans for that were scrapped. Um, but the reasoning behind having Tegan Knox, who hasn't really appeared on NXT, uh, be the challenger for Tony Storm is that the original plan, I guess, was for Tony Storm to win the UK title. Tegan Knox was going to be active on NXT UK, uh, so she could have that win over Tony Storm at Evolution, and then uh, they could carry that over as a storyline on NXT UK. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't want to give away... I don't, I'm not the type of guy who gives away spoilers, but it's already out there. Uh, the finals for the May Young Classic uh, are looking like they're going to be um, well, the finals are looking like it's going to be EO, uh, Shirai, and uh, Probably, um, yeah, probably Tony Storm still. Um, let's see here. WWE has been, uh, there's also a, uh, also a possibility of Rhea Ripley getting in a title picture soon. Um, WWE has been pushing her hard, pushing her in the, um, and the UK Championship, I don't know if she's going to be there to perform or there to take pictures. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, but yeah, that's, uh, that's how that's going. Uh, <laughs> Rhea Ripley, they're, uh, they're definitely pushing her hard. Um, so, I don't know, I think she's... Uh, I think eventually she's going to get a title. Actually, spoiler alert, uh, she, uh, Ray Ripley is uh, the new UK champion. So I'm I'm thinking that uh, the story from here on out is that uh, Tony Storm is going to be the baby face chasing Ray Ripley. Uh, let's see here. What else do we have? There are rumors about Neville. So Neville... Uh, the big rumor was that he was released. Uh, there's been a lot of news about Neville, but there's a lot we don't know. So uh, it, after the Young Bucks, 
uh, had tweeted about Neville. Then all of a sudden, uh, news broke later that week that, well, after Cody and Matt from Young Bucks uh, had tweeted about Neville. Uh, anyway, um, a story started going around uh, that Neville had been released, and he had been released a while ago. His no-compete might already be up, uh, and they were just keeping him on the 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 page. But uh, Neville, here's another development. Uh, Neville was seen at WWE, or in, in the cities and around WWE uh, medical facilities, so that would suggest that they were checking him out uh, before offering a new contract. Um, but everywhere in his uh, social media shows, uh, you know, uh, well, actually, Neville's been radio silent on social media. Um, but uh but uh we'll we'll see what's going on everything uh there's been a lot of different stories floating around on social media he's been that neville's been uh at their facilities uh which would suggest that yes new contract and perhaps uh being on a full roster of either smackdown or raw rather than 205 live um if that's true then uh, this is just huge buzz, and when Neville comes out in an event, it's going to be a huge pop, or um, this is real, because they moved him to the alumni section, um, but this is real, and he is, uh, you know, he's going to show up at All In, <laughs> um, but, you know, just as a grain of salt, Kevin Owens is also on the alumni page uh now so we all know that that's uh that's just an angle so we'll see um would be smart for wwe to bring neville back it would be huge um so many so many fresh matchups since he's been away uh and neville versus ricochet would be uh amazing especially as a feud can you imagine the back and forth Neville and Ricochet and giving them time for promos? I, like this would that would be really entertaining. Uh, let's see here. Speaking of Kevin Owens, I think that well, there's a rumor going around, and then there's what I think. I think that we are beginning a slow burn face turn for Kevin Owens. Uh, and when he comes back, he'll be a face, uh, and, uh, bring back his, his ass kicker persona, but, uh, you know, have him do the, the ass kicker prize fighter, uh, persona, but he's also, uh, you know, instead of fighting for the wrong reasons, he's fighting for his family and just fighting for, uh, what he believes is right, which, is technically what he's always been doing, but now just, you know, with the allowing the fans to cheer him. Uh, let's see here. And then when Sami Zayn comes back, they could, you know, fight for justice, fight for 
the underdogs. Basically the same thing that they were doing before, but as faces. Um, let's see here. Another quick hit. Uh, WWE 2K. Uh, they were doing roster reveals uh, this week, but that kind of made me think of what would be really cool for uh, the My Career portion. Uh, what if you created, uh, when you started your career mode, instead of just starting at the PC and they were saying like, oh yeah, you were, you know, we heard about you making a name for yourself. What if you got to play some of that and actually make a name for yourself? So you would start off, uh, you create your guy and then you'd start off in your, you know, quote unquote local promotion. So like a, they could just make like a no name promotion in whatever city you pick as your hometown, right? And then uh, you work your way up through the local promotion and win their top title. And then after you win the their top title, uh, the the bigger indies come calling, and you have an option to either pursue the next level in the U.S. with Evolve because WWE already has a relationship with Evolve, right? So you could pursue. Uh, the next level in Evolve, and that could actually include some Evolve wrestlers. Of course, Evolve wrestlers who are also uh, being looked at by WWE, right? Uh, who they who they could throw like maybe three or four of them on on the game for you know the people who pick Evolve, and then the rest could just be like computer generated characters, right? Uh, so you could pick, uh, to continue working in the U.S. and go to Evolve, or you could decide to go to the U.K. and you could go to, uh, Progress or ICW, because WWE has relationships with both of those companies as well, right? And then, uh, you know, you could fulfill objectives and... And work your way to the top titles there. And then once you win one of those top titles, that's when uh, NXT comes knocking at your door. Um, So I think that would just I think that would be uh, way more fun. Um, Career mode, add some different stuff to it and kind of increase the longevity of being able to play that mode because career mode is my favorite for everything madden uh 2k uh, all that like i like being able to do the career mode or do like you know for the sports games a general manager mode that's another thing 2k needs a general manager mode bring that back from the old smackdown versus raw games general manager mode was so much fun um Okay. Okay. That's it. I think that's it. Um, So, thanks, guys, for listening. And uh, I'll see you guys next week. All right. Thanks.